Traveling the Vortex, Patreon exclusive. Here we are with another Patreon exclusive. This is our second one that we've done for you. And as you may have known, I've been reading through the Doctor Who comics in the order that they would happen in the Doctor's timeline as opposed to when they were released. And that's brought me to begin in TV comic, which was first published in 1964. And I've reviewed the first handful of stories in previous short strips. Now I plan to release more of these reviews for patron subscribers as a little extra content to thank you for your support for our podcast. And in the story on the web planet, we find the Doctor and his grandchildren, John and Jillian, landing on a familiar planet to those of us who have seen the TV series. The Doctor returns to Vortis, where he helped defeat the Zarbi in the TV story The Web Planet. And he's learned that the Zarbi can now fly and have a sting that can destroy rock. The Monoptera, those moth-looking guys, uh, they're also living on the planet still, and the Monothra... Uh, catch the doctor, John and Jillian, up, telling them that since uh, he left, the Zarbi had been faithfully working for the Monoptera uh, until they moved up near a mountain where the Zarbi developed these newfound powers. When the trio move to investigate, uh, they find an old abandoned spaceship and a mushroom-like structure raises from the ground and it fires at them, or rather near them, uh, John finds a rock, which the doctor describes as uh, Glavinian, Glavinian X, I think that's how you say it, and it's supposedly the rarest mineral in the universe. Uh, the doctor is afraid that whoever left the ship behind may be here uh, mining this rock in order to use it to make bombs and weapons. The Zarbi then begin to pour out this mushroom structure, and they proceed to attack the gang. The doctor uses one of the uh, Monopthras... That's a tough word to say. One of the Minoptra's guns to fire at some of the rocks near the Zarbi, and it sends them scrambling back into the mushroom. The Zarbi then mount an attack uh, to capture, and they capture the doctor. Uh, meanwhile, John decides to examine one of the wounded Zarbi, and he discovers that it's not a Zarbi, but there's something inside piling it. And uh, it runs off, and John Jillian climb inside the fake Zarbi, and they take off in it into the air. While inside the mushroom, the Doctor's learning from an alien race called the Skirkons that they plan to enslave the rest of the universe and that they're going to use the Glavinian X to make weapons. Uh, the Doctor's strapped to a table at one point and slowly moving to him towards him is this laser. Uh, if you imagine that scene in the uh, James Bond uh, movie uh, Goldfinger, uh, you'll get the idea right away of what this looks like. John and Jillian then rush in and uh, hold a Minothra gun on the Skirkins and free the Doctor. Here's John running around with a gun again. The Doctor finds a device that's controlling the Zarbi. Presumably not all of them are fake. And then he disables those controls. And then the Zarbi, I'm sorry, then the trio, uh, uh, they board some more fake Zarbi and they fly out of the mushroom structure. They just manage to escape when it explodes, and the doctor later explains that the blast was from a gun that hit a pile of the mineral that the Skirkins were collecting uh, that, that caused that explosion. The doctor, John, and Jillian then say their goodbye to the Monoptera and fly off into the fly off in the TARDIS. Um, 
this was an enjoyable read. Um, I think maybe because of the familiarity and the nostalgia of it is probably why. Uh, but it's a simple story, and it, while it's somewhat predictable, it is satisfying in its resolution. Uh, one thing that, of course, I like is that uh, the story, that you could argue that the Doctor is in an alternate universe with some of these stories, outside the continuity of the series up until this point. Uh, but by bringing back elements of the web planet and then stating that these events were in the Doctor's previous visit, or there, there were events doctor that, alluding to the uh, events of the Doctor's previous visit, uh, it better cements the fact that they are all indeed part of the same universe. Um, and that warms my canonical loving heart because, uh, you know, I, I just love everything to be able to fit, you know, in some way or another. Sometimes you have to kind of move things around and, and, and shove things in here and there and maybe shoehorn some things in. But I like it all to be within the same universe. Uh, the story does recycle some of the events from the TV story with the Zarbi again being controlled, this time by the Skirkons uh, instead of the, was it the Animus? I think was the thing that was controlling him the first time, the brain. And then uh, the Monoptera, uh, again being enslaved, um, this time by the Skirkins. Uh, uh, but it still works within the framing of the comic, and it doesn't need to rely on a lot of backstory to build uh, for such a short run. There's, there's only about six issues. Um, and as it's become a recurring point in the comic, the Doctor still doesn't hesitate to use a weapon. And then uh, finally... Uh, the art on this story is great. Uh, the planet is vast and barren, but the landscape matches what you see in the TV story and what you imagine. And the Zarbi and the Monoptera are well drawn by the artist Neville Main, who also illustrated this particular story and, and, and many of these TV, uh, TV comic uh, stories. Uh, and then if, these, if you're looking for these stories and you're able to get your hands on them, uh, they can be found in TV comic issues 693 to 698. And those were released in 1965, and then they were reprinted again in Doctor Who Classic Comics number 13, which was released in 1993. That one might be the more logical one to get your hands on, because uh, I imagine that uh, those are a little more available than some of these old, old comics that are out there. Probably more affordable as well. I don't know. Anyway, that's my review of uh, Doctor Who on the Web Planet. And I've got more of these coming, so uh, stick around, and we'll have some more exclusives for you. I know Sean's got some exclusives planned as well, so uh, just keep listening. That's all for this time. Until next time, I'm Glenn. Cheers. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied. Direction point! Direction point! A Doctor Who Podcast Network.